Hi, everyone. This is Carolyn from Second Serve. Who is excited about the French Open? The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris, and you can watch every court live on Tennis Channel Plus. You can watch it on your phone or smart TV live in HD. So you can watch it at work or while you're waiting in your kid's carpool line. Live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. You can be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. Hey guys, it's Michelle with Tennis Warehouse, and here's your tip of the week. But first, make sure you use the discount code SECONDSERVE for $20 off clearance items when you spend $100 or more at TennisWarehouse.com. Let's talk about trends in tennis apparel. We are starting to see more sustainability plays in the tennis world. So there are recycled materials going into the making of the pieces, which is awesome. We love that we're saving the planet while we're looking cute on the court. For women, a lot of shorter tops and higher waisted bottoms. And then we're seeing tons of lifestyle plays, the on-court, off-court look plus a lot of vintage vibes. And then for men, shorter shorts and baggier tees, plus lots of prints and patterns. That's your T-Dub tip of the week. For more tips, visit us at tenniswarehouse.com. Hi, this is Carolyn, and Erin is away today because she is on a trip of a lifetime hiking in Colorado. So we miss her so much and can't wait for her to be back. But while she's away, my husband agreed to do an episode on LUTs. We did one previously where we discussed the rules regarding LUTs. And this time I'm going to go through a number of different situations. I got from the stump the ump column from Western Wake Tennis Association about LUTs. Rebel Good is the one who authors this column. He also does the Court of Appeals column for Tennis Magazine. He has officiated tennis for close to 30 years, had worked at more than 20 U.S. Open events, two Olympics, and numerous Davis Cup and Fed Cup events. So he is definitely an expert. But today I'm going to ask Mike the questions that came up in the column and see what his answers are. Okay, the first one is, in doubles and during a long rally, a player is running back to their baseline to get a lob shot when a stray ball from another court rolls onto the court near the feet of the player. For the safety of the player, the player's partner calls let just before the lob shot drops a foot long. Since the let was called, would play be stopped immediately and the point replayed? Or should the team that lobbed long concede the point since the point was certain to have been lost by them? Ooh, that's a great one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say if you call let before the point's over, then you have to replay the point, right? I think that's the right, I think that's the right play. Now, I don't know if that's the right answer or not, but then again, it's sort of what is the rule and then what should you do? I would feel a little bit like I stole the point if I were the team that lobbed it and it landed long. I would feel a little bit sheepish about that, but I, I guess the rule must be if you call let, doesn't matter what happens after that, you replay the point. That's correct. Rebel has replay the point. The let was called while the ball was in play and the player calling the let chose to claim the hindrance rather than wait for the ball to land. So you got the answer right, but I really struggled with this one because I was thinking that the side where the ball was going long called the let and that was fine. So they're deciding, hey, we're going to decide to call let instead of um, seeing where the ball lands. I understand that one, but could the other team, the team that actually hit the ball long, 
could they have called the let? Oh, I I don't know that. I'm not sure about that. I guess so. You can call let on your court anywhere, right? If a ball rolls into your opponent's court or your court, you're allowed to call let. Yeah, I don't have the answer for that either. I don't have Rebel's answer. But that's what I struggled with because if I were to hit a lob that's going long and it's still in the air, I see a ball come, um, can I call the let from that side? I don't think so. If you've already hit, If you've already hit your shot and it's going out, and you weren't you weren't hindered or bothered by anything that happened. And then before the ball hits the fence, which it's clearly going to do, you call a let. That that's like you trying to win the point twice. You can't you can't try to win the point twice. Yes. Okay. So, but that's a different question. That's not the question that Rebel is answering. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. Right. This is the one that really confused me, and I thought we should do an episode about it because I was going through my mind. I was like, is Rebel right with that answer? And I think he's correct that the side. That's receiving this crazy lob decided, hey, I want to play it safe. I'm calling the let, whether it's in or out. Um, But then I started thinking, well, can the other side do that? And I don't think they could. I don't think so, because you can't you can't try to win the point twice. You have to call let before you hit it. Right. You can't call let after you hit a ball if you weren't interfered with. Good point. Good point. Well, I'm here and I'm, I'm here and I'm, I'm one for one with Rebel right now. I think so. you are. Right. I think you are. And I was zero for one because I struggled with that one. The next one is my opponent hit a shot and thinking that her ball was going out, commented on hitting it out loud enough that we also believed the ball was going out. My partner and I stopped play based on her comments. The ball ended up landing in. We felt that it was our point since she talked during the point. No matter what she said, she agreed that she did indicate that the ball was going out, but felt that because it landed in and we didn't return it, that it was their point. Who was right? Oh, well, I know the rule is you, you're not allowed to talk when your ball is heading towards your opponent. So you're not allowed to do that. doesn't matter what you say. Um, and the opponent stopped playing, effectively claiming the point as a hindrance, right? So the opponent was right to to take that point. That's correct. It said under the code, doubles players should not talk when the ball is moving toward their opponent's court. Because you stop play, you can claim the point for a deliberate hindrance. Okay, I have a little different situation that happened. So I played someone who hit a crazy shot and... It um, the same thing happened, and she made this loud, like, oh, that's going to go. I totally missed it type situation as she hit it, but it landed as like a drop volley winner right over the net. And I felt like even though it did hinder me, there was no way I could get to that ball to return it. So I felt like in that situation, I I couldn't claim the point. It was actually her point. I think that's probably the right spirit. I think that's the right spirit of how tennis should work because you knew you couldn't get to it. Maybe technically you could have tried to claim a hindrance because she technically violated that code rule. But that doesn't seem like it's in the spirit of, yes. of tennis. I want Rebel to answer that one because I gave her the point because I said, even though she did say something and it did bother me, there'd be no way I'd been able to have gotten up to the right beside the net and hit it back. Yeah. Talk, and talking when the ball is going towards your opponent is a hard one, too, because a lot of times between a grunt and a, and a moan or just like, 
I mishit it, like, oh, crap, or, you know, yes. something like that. Like, there's there's not a fine line, you know. Well, how do you go from a grunt where she was reaching to get that volley and just barely reached it and was like, oh, that's a hard one, you know, or whatever. Oh, I, I don't think I got it. And then she did get it. Like, that's almost like a grunt versus, you know, if you hit one from the baseline and it's left your racket, it's clearly on its way and you're not grunting anymore, and then you say, Oh, it's long or catch it or I can't believe I missed it and it's in the air still. Maybe that's different than a grunt, but then there's like a middle point, I think, that's hard to that's hard to draw a line in between. So I don't know. Yes. But I think you played that one right. Okay. Okay. These are hard. These are hard. And I mean, and I chose to give it to her and she said, did it bother you? And I said, no, but it did. It did bother (laughs) me, but I still couldn't have gotten to the point. So, or I couldn't have gotten to the ball. Okay. Here's the next one. During a recent doubles match, our opponent called a let when a car's headlights came on in the adjacent parking lot. We replayed the point as the light surely did affect their side of the court. However, I contend that the hindrance did not occur on the court and should not have been eligible for a let call. And the same thing could have happened to us upon switching sides. I compare this scenario to a car honking in the middle of a serve. But what's the call? I say that's not a let. It's something outside of the court and it's um, not something you can call a let on. This is what Rebel said. He said, first off, you agree to the let, so it doesn't really matter whether an official would have ruled this a hindrance or not. You agreed it was. That said, lights coming on or horns honking or cars backfiring are not legitimate reasons for stopping play and claiming a let. The next time your opponents do so, refuse the let and claim the point. Okay. That's pretty clear cut. Yeah. So you were right, Mike. Right again. Right. (laughs) I'm killing it. You are. Okay. There is another situation that I've seen people get upset about. This is in singles. And I guess this is kind of the same situation we were talking about previously. But as someone's hitting a shot that is a winner a ball rolls in on the the, uh, the court. As someone's getting ready, you know, they hit the winner, the ball's going that way, and at the same time, a ball's rolling in, and the person says, let. It's very rare that it happens, but it does happen. And the person said, I call let. We've got to replay that. And my friend said, no, I was hitting a winner. There's no way you could have gotten to it. And they argued about it for a long time. What do you do in that situation? Yeah, that that's the one. I don't. I don't know what the rule is. I, I think the rule is that the 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 person that wants to call the let can call a let if the ball rolls into the court while your opponent is about to hit or right before they hit or immediately after they hit, and you think it's hindering you. You call a let. It's your call. But in reality, if your if your opponent has a ball that's a clear winner overhead right on top of the net with no one nearby and right as they go to hit it, something happens and you try to call let, I think you're going to have an argument. So if you're, if you're on the losing end of that point and you're about to lose that point because your opponent has got you in a bad position, don't try to get out of it by calling a let. I think that's the, (laughs) I mean, that's just the approach we should all take, but. There is a rule that kind of addresses this and it says a player who is hindered by an opponent's unintentional act or by something else outside the player's control is entitled to a let only if the player could have made the shot had the player not been hindered. 
So I think in that situation, my friend was correct that she was hitting a winner. Even though the ball rolled in, her opponent couldn't have made that shot. But it does. Everybody kind of gets upset when these situations happen. Yeah. Because there is this talk about, well, I called that, so let's replay it. Mm. Well, you couldn't have gotten to you that ball. You couldn't have gotten to it. And then... Then that's very subjective. Maybe I could have gotten there if you. you I, if didn't I, go, didn't. I didn't go for it because that ball rolled into the court before you hit your shot. Yes. So then I stopped. Yes. If I hadn't stopped, I could have gotten there. Yes. So then you fight over whether you could have gotten there or not. Yes. So there's a lot of rule, a lot of room for subjectivity in that in that rule. Yes. As clear, it sounds like a clear rule, but it's really not. It's not. It's yeah. not. Anything else that you've had happen? I, I've had that situation where my partner in doubles had a, a, a clear overhead sitting there and and was going to be a clear winner. And right as he was going to hit it, they called a let for a ball rolling in. And it was like, you know, the point was basically one at that point. So what did you guys do? Um, we, we played the let. We gave them the, we gave them the, the let and we replayed the point. Were you mad about it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. But that's about it. I, you know, these are, these are, Tricky situations because because they don't happen very often, right? Just by definition, they, they they hardly ever happen, and when they happen, no one has any idea what to do because you know we don't have the rules memorized exactly. Agreed. But I, I think I aced my rebel good test. I think you did. I think you did really well. You did better than I did. The U.S. Open's coming up. I think I'll put my name in for the um, for the official um, you know open positions. You should. You should. <laughs> A special thank you to Rebel Good and Western Wake Tennis Association for having the Stump the Ump column. We've included a link to it in our show notes. If Mike or I said anything you think is incorrect, or if you have any interesting let stories, please let us know. You can message us on our website, which is secondservepodcast.com. Also, thank you to Michelle from Tennis Warehouse for the tip of the week and Tennis Warehouse for giving our listeners $20 off if you spent $100 or more on clearance items when you use the discount code SECONDSERVE. A link to the clearance items is in our show notes and on our website. Thanks so much for listening and I hope to see you on the court soon. Hey, Second Serve listeners, this is Erin. Carolyn and I are so excited that the second slam of the year is happening this month. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the French Open, and Tennis Channel Plus is the place to watch it. Tennis Channel Plus brings you courtside with three weeks of unparalleled access, and they do this with every single court live. Watch on your phone, your smart TV in HD, or like I do, on my iPad while I'm sitting at my desk working all day. I love to flip around to different matches on Tennis Channel Plus to see my favorite players in action. Don't miss your favorite tennis legends battle a new generation of talent and watch exciting new rivalries emerge on the historic clay courts of Roland Garros. If Carolyn and I can't be in Paris in person, at least we can watch all the matches on Tennis Channel Plus. Daily coverage begins on Monday, May 20th. Be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. I know I will be. 